Hi, I am Jen Whitmire. I am a practitioner who focuses on natural healing. I'm a health scientist. I'm also training to be a nutritional endocrinology practitioner. I help people balance their hormones to maintain optimal health, and I'm an expert in autoimmune thyroid conditions. With me today is um, my podcast partner, um, Daniel Hardy. Hey, everybody. I hope everybody's having a great day. I specialize in exercise therapy, nutrition, herbal cleansing to help people heal their health problems. So how are you doing today, Jennifer? I'm doing great. And we both left off that we are both master herbalists. So oh, we, yes, do, yes. we love to use herbs um, with our clients. And we do see clients one-on-one um, -on -one through Zoom in most cases. Every now and then we do have some private local clients, but we are available for anyone who uh, needs help. Um, so to, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about weight loss because that is our, the number one concern. Everybody we see says they want to lose weight, which makes sense. 92% um, of Americans are metabolically unwell. The epi obesity epidemic is out of this world. Um, the new normal is to be overweight. And so everyone is looking for these weight loss. I say everyone. There's 8% who are not, <laughs> but most of the clients that come to us is they're struggling with weight or they'll say they're work, they are concerned about their thyroid. They're concerned about um, their heart in Daniel's case. And then when we get to the root of it, it's really, they want to lose weight and they want to lose it fast. And so we want to talk about why you can't just look for protocols. You know, people say, oh, I'm following this diet or I'm following that diet. And they jump on the train of doing this one diet and it works for a little while and then it backfires on them. So that is what we want to talk about today. Yeah, a lot of people are still teaching severe caloric restriction. And that used to be when I was in school the first time for exercise science. I mean, that was back in. The early 2000s and that was the thing you have to cut your calories i had a professor telling people they need to cut fruit out to lose weight i'm like what uh you know this guy was a phd yeah and well and there could be some people who some people can handle fruit and some people cannot handle fruit so that's where personalized nutrition comes into play but yes the same thing with me you know exercise more cut the calories exercise more cut the calories exercise more and so people are eating so few calories and it doesn't doesn't work it might work in the short run like i said but it's going to create more health conditions and make it even harder it's going to backfire and then you're going to be sicker when it's all well undone yeah i mean if you're eating 1200 calories a day and you're going and ex exercising really hard every day you cannot sustain that. People, you're going to give up. You're going to start feeling really bad, really tired, really cranky. Even it'll affect your sleep patterns. If you're not eating a lot, your body will wake up at night wanting to have food because it's like, look, I'm starving here. Yes. If you wanted to create a thyroid condition, this would do it. Mm -hmm. You want to create an adrenal condition, this will definitely do it. Um, it's just putting too much stress. It's causing hormones um, to go way out of whack. When you eat too few calories, then your body thinks, oh, we're going to be starving. We need to slow things down. 
And so the first thing that happens is, well, your adrenals get signaled, we're starving, your thyroid gets signaled or your pituitary gland to slow down thyroid hormones. We don't want to be converting our thyroid hormones. We need to slow everything down. And when we slow things down, metabolism slows down. The digestive tract slows down. The digestive enzymes slow down. So then you're no longer even absorbing nutrients from your foods. Yes. Interesting. I saw a study with the biggest loser. It was a, it's a hit TV show where they take morbidly obese clients. They put them on a crash diet and they exercise the, I mean, they exercise these people all day long. I mean, they're just like a boot camp. And so I saw a study. They had a group that competed six years prior. And six years later, their metabolisms are still slower than before they started the show. So six, six years, years old, later, yeah, their metabolisms are still messed up. And they're st- and, and guess what? All of them have gained all their weight back. Right, right. And they had worked with professional personal trainers. They mm-hmm. had worked with nutritionists. And so they had learned these skills that obviously were not sustainable. You can't train all day long no. and you can't eat so few foods all day long. Yeah, we have to realize we're mortal beings. We need to figure out a routine that is in compliance with our health and something that we can stick to. I mean, you can't be miserable all the time. (laughs) A human is not going to stay miserable all the time. They're going to give up, you know? Right, right. And so a lot of times people get frustrated with me because they they want to focus on the weight loss. And when I tell them you can't eat, you've got to eat more they're scared to do it. They don't want to eat more. No, because, you know, for 50 years, I've been told I have to eat less, exercise more. And so they're just too afraid to, to add any more food. Um, when I used to work as a personal trainer, we would tell clients, you know, when they would stall, you know, they'd lose some weight while they're training in the gym. And they had a food plan that they would follow as well. And when they would plateau, we'd say, you know what, you need to add 100 calories. And so we would add 100 calorie snacks somewhere in there, and then they would lose more weight. And so it's the opposite of what you think. You think, oh, I plateau, I need to cut down again. No, no, no. If you cut down again, your hormones are going to downregulate again, and it's going to make it that much harder and put more strain on your body. If you are exercising more and eating less, think about what your body is doing in there your body is scared it's like what 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 why are we constantly in danger and not getting enough food you know we're in serious trouble yes the, your cortisol levels are going to go through the roof <laughs> when you do that it's so stressful you know? yes yes and then all your sex hormones are going to go kaput uh-huh yeah yeah and then add that on top of job stress relationship stress any of that you're really set up um, for some serious issues. And, you know, it's not only our education, I can speak from experience back in the, around two, the year 2000, I was still, I still believe in calorie restriction. So mm-hmm. I wanted to lean out because I'm kind of a, a recreational bodybuilder. So I cut my calories down to like 1800. I was, I think I was like 25 and I was exercising one hour a day. I was running an hour a day, lifting weights an hour a day and working a full-time job. And after about three months, 
I felt numb. Like I, I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have any passion to do anything anymore. I'm like, what is, I just like, what is wrong with me? I didn't realize it was because I was starving to death, you know? Right. And so I, I, I hit a plateau where I wasn't get, losing any more weight. So I decided to, we used to, you know, believe in cheat meals. Okay. So <laughs> I, I ate a cheat meal one day, like a lot of food. And then I lost five pounds, like all of a sudden, just like that, you know? Yes. The same thing happened to me. It was sad. I don't remember. Oh my gosh. It might've been 20 years ago. And so I was probably even older than you 20 years ago, um, older than 25. Um, so then I, I was doing the same thing. I was training in the gym. I, I used to train every day for about an hour. And then yeah. if I could do some cardio, I would fit cardio in. So it wasn't as hardcore as you definitely was not a bodybuilder or anything, but I was training with weights and I was eating less, you know, cutting, you know, going as low as I could. Of course I was eating, that was back in the days when I was eating the linguazines for lunch every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had all the chemical exposures as well in the black microwave container, blah, blah, blah. So there's more to the story. Right. Um, but I remember for Valentine's day, I decided to make a cheesecake and this was before I was vegan. And so I made, you know, this real cheesecake. It was probably a chocolate caramel cheesecake. Cause that was what I used to love to make. Maybe a turtle cheesecake. Anyway, it was delicious. And we ate it and we ate it for dinner or dessert. Right. And I ate it every day for that whole week. You know, I finished this um, cheesecake and then I lost weight and I was like, what I can eat cheesecake and lose weight, you know? And so it worked because I had been eating um, so few calories and my body was like, yes, we're finally getting um, some calories. Now, if I had kept doing that, it wouldn't have kept working because I yeah, was yeah. high fat, high dairy, high inflammatory foods there. But it's just goes to show you that, you know, your body wants the nutrition, it wants the calories. Now, that being said, we're talking about not restricting calories and, you know, not, you know, making, making sure you come up with that balance is what's so important. And yeah. so you don't want to go, if you've been eating 1200 calories, you don't want to jump to 3000 calories and be eating 3000 calories. You need to gradually increase and let your body know that we're safe. Let's use this food efficiently. Um, and so you do need you know, some guidance in there to keep things in balance. And what works for one person doesn't work for another. So Daniel eats um, a high fruit diet, um, which works excellent for him. Some people have blood sugar conditions where they can't eat a high fruit diet. Um, I know I've done a plant-based keto, um, which totally backfired for me, even though it's plant-based, didn't have animal products, um, it was a lot of cashew sauces, a lot of cashew um, cheeses and things like that. But in my genetics, um, there's a lot of genes for heart conditions, for high cholesterol. I have that high cholesterol gene. And when I had blood work, my cholesterol was actually up, which it does go up for a lot of people on keto. So even plant-based keto. So I know I need the, I can eat a higher starch diet. Um, you know, I can eat a lot of potatoes and things like that. It doesn't affect my blood sugar, but some people, they can't eat that. You know, it's all finding what is the, what is right for you and which is why you can't follow protocols. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes protocols will work in the short term. You know, I've done every diet out there, uh, you know, until I, you know, once you know, you know, but before, you know, you try everything that works. And so, you know, even like I remember South Beach diet came out and everybody was doing that. And, you know, it's, that's a lot of um, great nutrition. 
um, in there, you know, you're eating salads, you're eating more vegetables and things like that. But then there's also the processed foods that are South Beach qualified. Um, but after, if you, once you do things like that, if it's not right for your body, it's totally going to going to bomb on you. And with things like that, you start in the phases and it's too restricted, you know, and people get stuck on that. You know, they, oh, I'm in phase one, I'm losing weight. And they just want to stay in phase one and they don't want to, to go up. Now, I'm, I'm definitely not promoting South Beach. Please don't do South Beach. But I'm just saying that, you know, people stick to these protocols and what works, you know, it can work for everybody short term, but it's going to totally backfire. Yeah, and they'll, and they'll they'll continue to stay on it even when the results aren't there anymore because and they don't know what else to do. But like you were saying earlier, they're afraid to increase their calories because they're afraid they're going to gain more weight. Right, right. And then they listen to these diets too, where you there's all these bad foods. You know, I can't I can't eat fruit like you said, or I yeah. can't eat. You know, I can't eat that you know, I can't eat potatoes. I can't eat sweet potatoes. I can't eat oats. And maybe you can't, you know, maybe that's not right for you, but just because you read about it in a book or some influencer said it doesn't mean that that's necessarily true for you. We need to find what is right for you and your body. And you can usually tell, you know, if you're eating a certain way and you're feeling good and you have lots of energy, Mm -hmm. then, you know, this is the right food for me. If you're having cravings, though, like for me, I love chocolate. I love chocolate. And so I will make a drink, like I'm drinking my version of a hot cocoa. Right. And so I know I need to, I need to dial it back. Cause I'm like, I'm craving it all day long. I just want cocoa all day. So that tells me cocoa is really not those delicious. If you're craving it all day long, it's not right for your body. There's something is triggering uh, something in your brain that's making you want it when you really, you shouldn't have it. Yeah. It's interesting. That's when, when I did that juice fast, what, it's been a few years. I'll start craving che- anything bad, cheeseburgers, pizza. I don't eat those things <laughs> on a regular basis. And then once I start eating again, I don't crave those things, but it's great. You'll dream about food when you're fasting, you know? Yes. And the same thing happens on these crash diets too. If you're, if you're under eating on any solid diet, you're going to start to get hungry. Yes. That's yes. why Jennifer and I, we teach, we want something that is sustainable for our clients. That, has to be, that means you're not hungry all day. You can't live in hunger. Right. Right. And I'll get the same way too. If I, uh, if I get a little bit too uh, stringent on something, then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I really want some nachos or, you know, something like that. And something that I would not normally eat then I know, okay, I need to dial in on my nutrition a little bit here and see what's going on. Yes. So something else that's really important is um, when people are working, I mean, if you are too heavy for your body, that is unhealthy. And so there's a lot about diet culture out there, um, you know, and we might get hits here on our podcast talking about um, weight loss because a lot of people are, you know, very anti diet which I understand. But if you are overweight for your health, you do need to to lose some weight, but you need to do it safely. You need to have um, lots of nutrition. You need to be eating enough calories to keep your hormones in balance. And then you also need to remember, A, progress over perfection. Um, There are going to be days where you don't do what 
whatever it is that you wanted to do. When I have people go through my resets and cleanses and even my longer program, you know, sometimes people I have a setback and it's, that's normal. It's not going to be um, steady the whole way. You know, you're not going to be successful every day. I mean, nothing is linear like that. And so we have to remember, um, you just you try to do better today than you did yesterday. And if you didn't, then you know what? I'm going to do better tomorrow. And it's also about coming up with a plan. Um, I hear Chef AJ say this all the time, and I'm sure that it came from somewhere else, but um, failure to plan is planning to fail. And so having a plan is one of the best things that you can do. Yeah, you had to, if, for instance, if I'm working with a client, the thing I start out with first with, as I say, well, I find their maintenance calories. And then we start there because I'm not going to take somebody who's 2,500 calories and come down to 1,200. And this is what people are still teaching. My sister went to a nurse practitioner this week, and they tell her she just needs to cut down to 1,200 calories. Yeah. And I've never seen this work. You may lose weight initially. You might, but it always regains or rebounds because the people get hungry. Not to mention it screws up your hormones. It screws up your thyroid. And when you start to eat again, like a lot more calories, your body gains weight. Right, right. And if you, so many people have thyroid conditions. It's one of the largest um, conditions out there. And if you already have a thyroid condition and then you restrict your calories, then you're going to start suffering a lot of symptoms. And with thyroid, that can be pain. It's inflammation somewhere in your body, as well as um, constipation, you just everything, you know, and if you're the other way, if you're the other thyroid condition, like I was, I was, um, first diagnosed with Graves disease, which is super, um, hyper, right. And so the go, 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 then you're just going to burn out your adrenals and it increases your heart risk and everything else. So you have to make sure that you're eating, um, adequate nutrition and enough calories. I have so many people who come to me, you know, uh, you know for years I've been eating 800 calories, you know, but I just can't lose the weight and it's like <laughs> good grief <laughs> yes i mean it's really sad i feel sorry for these people that's you're suffering for years right and not getting the benefits and it's actually really bad for them right right and they don't realize the health effects um down the road if you're continually eating under eating um this way then you're undernourished yeah. and you're just increasing uh, um, health conditions you know you're setting yourself up for broken bones um, later on in life as well as uh, high cardiac risk as well yeah yeah and so what are some things so if someone comes to you and you they they know they need to lose weight you know they need to lose weight they're at risk um, what are some things that you do with your client other than you first you said you start with um, finding out what their maintenance calories are and then yeah. what else do you do well we want to look at their hydration if they're not drinking enough water i've drilled that home because if you have to have water for every process in the body and it's hard to lose weight when you're not, when you're dehydrated yes and i snack more if i'm not hydrated yeah. yes yes mm -hmm. you're that's right actually sometimes hunger pains are actually you need more water <laughs> mm -hmm. so a lot of people yeah. don't realize that i also with a lot i want to see how much sodium they get because if you, if you eat a lot of sodium you can actually retain water and they think and a lot of women like to weigh every day I don't recommend to weigh every day because your weight fluctuates 
Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is water weight. I started on a re an exercise routine, but <clears throat> now as I get older, my routines are much gentler because I've learned all these things. I start them out with either walking or moderate cycling. Cycling is really relaxing if you don't kill yourself. And of course, I want to put them on a routine where they start to build muscle, but you don't, you don't have to kill yourself there either. Progressive weight training, whether it's using free weights or calisthenics, something. But I want them to do something where they start to build strength and muscle mass because when you build muscle, that also is going to help your body burn more calories and also it increases your insulin sensitivity, which is really important when you're trying to lose weight and stay healthy. I want to make sure they're getting sleep seven to eight hours a night. And I would like to see them go to bed around 10 o'clock because if you go to bed past midnight, you don't get your REM sleep. They know this. Now you want to get your deep sleep. You have to go to bed before 12 to get that. And you have to look at their stress levels because if they're stressed out, their cortisol and insulin is going to be out of whack. Um, and I'll start, start in those areas. How about you, Jennifer? Yeah, no, I love all that. It's the same thing. You know, we had to yeah. look at the entire entire uh, lifestyle, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. But I love hydration is, is definitely key. Like I said, um, I noticed yesterday I kept wanting to snack. And then I realized my water, you know, I always have a quarter water here. And my water, it was like 3 o'clock and it was still sitting right here. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. It's because I'm focusing on my chocolate, not drinking my water. <laughs> 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 but yes, yeah, so I start with water. Um, and we talk a lot about sleep. Sleep is so important um, because when you're sleeping, that's when growth hormone comes out to help um, with repair, repairing muscles, um, which can help with inflammation as well. Um, but the growth hormone doesn't come out if you eat late at night. Um, if you stay up too late at night and so getting that, getting uh, good quality sleep, um, fine tuning, you know, the right nutrition, you know, definitely personalized nutrition, um, finding appropriate exercise, something that will be sustainable, but something that doesn't put too much stress on the body, um, finding ways to relax throughout the day, um, when um, eating, mindful eating, you know, getting away from devices while you're eating, um, spending time in community, that, that can be key too, you know, because other, we don't think about that, but when we are just alone, and so many people are, you know, doing everything online, like we are, our businesses are online, um, which is great that we um, work together for more community, um, but in you know, that affects your mental um, health as well, and so we need to make sure the mental health um, stays on track too, but it's, it's really more, um, listening to the body, listening to, um, how different foods affect your body. That's something that's taken me 50 years to learn, um, you know, what foods are right for me. Um, and, and knowing, you know, I shouldn't be eating this. I don't, this makes me feel this way. These foods make me feel this way, you know, making, and then we check even bowel habits, which sounds crazy. Yeah. We use a lot of our first podcasts were a lot about poop, but the same thing, you know, we need to be making sure things are moving out. And then another thing that can really, um, people can struggle with is toxins. And so we'll check their environment as well for any environmental 
um, toxins that maybe they're exposed to. You know, maybe they're eating the lean cuisines and the black plastic that went through the microwave like I used to do. And so it's stuff like that. Yeah, that's really important. I'm great. I'm glad you brought up toxins. Yeah, people don't realize that that can clog everything up and and then you don't lose weight. And it affects your hormones oh, yeah. um, to keep prevent weight loss as well. Years ago, I was... I knew an old herbalist. She's still around. She's like, I think she's 80 now. But she taught me years ago that if somebody is trying to lose weight and they hit a, 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 it starts to stall out, that you need to look at the liver because the liver has a process. When you're losing weight, you see your body stores toxins in some of the fat tissue. So when you're burning fat, it has to go through the liver and the liver starts to get overburdened. So she said to put them on a liver protocol. And a lot of times, they'll start to drop weight again when they do that. So yeah, that's a good point. Yes, that is, that's excellent. I'm glad you brought that up. In my longer program, my Create a Healthier You, um, we do, we use um, castor oil packs to mm-hmm. cleanse the liver. Um, we do enemas, which a lot of people, they're not ready for. I think yeah. I only have one or two that have gone through the program that actually did the enemas. A lot of say I'm still thinking about it, but I know for even for me, it's, you know, I, I has been exposed to so many toxins, but that, that really is what is key for me. And I haven't done any in, you know, four or five months. And I had the last few months, I haven't been myself. And that's something I, in the back of my head, I keep saying, oh, I need to get back um, to doing those. Not every day. That's not something you do every day, but it is something that is necessary. How many times a week do you recommend? Uh, just once. Once. Um, yeah, just once. Now, if you're cleansing, you know, you're doing going through a deep cleansing, then maybe once a day. Some people will do a, you know, a deep um, detox and do one a day for, you know, like three days, and then they go to once a week, you know, that way. Yeah. But it's, it's not like I said, it's not something I would do every day, um, yeah. because when you flush out like that, then you're not you're um, it affects your whole microbiome. And so you can be flushing out good bacteria. You can be preventing your body from absorbing very important nutrients. And so that's why I said something just occasionally yeah. and using binders, you know, so you can use binders um, at night when you go to bed at night, um, just to help to bind to some toxins to help remove things as well. So what are some good binders? You're talking charcoal, mm-hmm. things like that? Yes, charcoal is a, is a good one. But once again, you have to be careful with binders because they will absorb to nutrients and you'll lose those as well. But um, charcoal, I like apple pectin. That's one of my favorites. Um, and you can even just use apples, you know, to yeah. get the, the apple pectin. Some people will just eat applesauce. Um, so if that's something that your body can handle, applesauce may be a good choice for you. Not sweetened um, and homemade because you want that, the pectin build up. And then sometimes I'll use even a psyllium seed. Um, I'll make like a smoothie that has, you know, some almonds and some psyllium seed and a little bit of vanilla. And so yeah, it's like a vanilla shake, but it's, you know, something yeah. without sugar. Um, I put stevia extract, make sure mm-hmm. it's an extract, real stevia, um, something like that to make it a little bit sweet, but, um, that can be something too. Oh, sounds delicious. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> when you eat like we do for a long time, a lot of things start to taste good that you would never taste buds yeah. change to over time. Yes. You can train your taste buds. Yes. People mm-hmm. say I couldn't eat that. And it's amazing. You know, I did not eat, veg- when I ate a salad, it was all about the dressing. You know, I wanted, 
a bowl of salad dressing. And then if it just <laughs> happened to have a couple of vegetables in there, then I might eat the vegetables, but I didn't like carrots. I hated tomatoes. Yeah. And so you definitely, your taste buds change because now I eat giant salads and yeah. lots of tomatoes yes. <laughs> and carrots. Yes. <laughs> yes. But um, I think this has been an excellent episode. Um, I hope it helps all of you out there that are on a weight loss um, journey. And remember, there are no quick fixes. There are no protocols. It's all about finding what is best for you and your unique needs, your health, where you're starting from. And it's great to work with somebody who can help you with your personalized care. You can do it on your own, listening to your body, doing gentle exercises, slowly increasing your exercises and things like that. But if you can get help with someone, that's a great way too. Anyway, thank you for joining us today.